tuned in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another after show for Breaking Ground right here on AfterBuzz TV. I'm Kathy Kelly. Joining me, as always, Brandon Taylor. As always, for the second, second time. time. <laughs> We've never seen him before. Yeah, yeah really. who are you? You look a lot like someone that I know, but I can't put I'm my just finger a, on I'm it. I'm just a guy who's got a lot of knowledge in the field, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad I could be on this panel. And it reminds me a lot of uh, yeah. Ty Matthews. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. I get that a lot. Yeah. I just need uh, glasses, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Definitely. A lot, lot more positivity. Can be blind. You're the pro janitor of... <laughs> yes. I was amateur. Went pro. Okay. It was, was really great. Sitting next to Brandon, oh, Mark God. Donica. Hi, everybody. I'm the Internet Soapbox. Mark, you can follow me on Twitter, at SoapboxMark. ABTV Breaking Ground is the hashtag. I'll also be in chat. We're going to take all of your questions and such for our wonderful and esteemed guest. Yes. Um, glad that we all got the memo oh, yes, to wear black, yes, but yes, have to introduce our gorgeous, gorgeous guest oh, today. You. you guys probably recognize her too, Brittany Fetkid. Thank you for coming in. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah, you. I'm here. Of course. Excited to, you know, flying all the way out to LA just to do our show. Just for the show. <laughs> I, I'm not seeing family. I'm not seeing friends. I am here for the show, and then I'm back to Florida. Yes. You're like a destination <laughs> after show. We've That's had us. so many people say exactly what you said. What? Yeah, they oh. come. Here just for this. Oh, it's amazing. So this episode, the second episode of Breaking Ground, um, I heard that you weren't really expecting to be that much of a part of the show in general. I'm, and you became the star of it. <laughs> I originally wasn't on the show. It was cast. We knew who was going to be the focus. Um, as time went on, they started focusing on me quite a bit. And I guess the second show was kind of like my big... Well, I don't know how to put it, but yeah, I was kind of the star of the show in off. a good you're or a bad way. Featured yeah. You're a featured player in yeah. the episode. There we go. You make it work so that way. Positive yeah. spin yeah. on it. I think you know where I'm here. Yes. It's so good. I think the line you know that has gone down in Breaking Ground Infamy. I think that quote is just now a part of my life and I've actually gone ahead and made t-shirts that say, I think you know why I'm here because just hearing Canyon say that was just... Mm -hmm really capitalize like, on it. Yeah. But that not? was one of the things that he did say is that you handled yourself with class and I really think that you did. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I mean, I, it's obvious, like, obviously an awkward situation mm -hmm. when you go into an office with an executive. You know why you're there mm -hmm. and you also know that there are cameras and that the public is going to share in this moment with you. So I feel like there was no... I, mean, I honestly don't know if that was the right way to handle it, if I didn't show enough emotion. I mean, I obviously was affected by it, but yeah. I tried to at least hold it together and, and, you know, remain as classy as possible, given the awkward 
situation. Well, I know from it, talking to you it that was. <laughs> you're you're very passionate about wrestling, mm-hmm. and since you started there, it's it's really become a lifestyle for you. So I'm sure that that was a really hard moment to be in. But did you know, like, prior to going into that room, that that was what was going to happen? I like how you said lifestyle because honestly, I it took me a while when I first started to really understand when people told me this that wrestling and WWE is not just a career. It's mm. a, it is a lifestyle yeah. and it is your life and it becomes you eat, sleep and breathe. Yes, and you get so involved in what you're doing that you almost forget that there's a rest of the big world outside of it and it's just hard not to because you're around these people 6 days a week. 12 hour days sometimes Mm. and you just live breathe and sleep wrestling so I mean I think I kind of knew because I was having a really difficult time making the transition from backstage interviewer to wrestler so in a way you know I, I feel like my happiness there started to fade a little bit it it's very taxing and it takes a lot out of you when you go to these shows and you're not performing. Mm-hmm. It honestly, I would, I would say that, you know, going to live event after live event and sitting in the back and watching is more taxing and tiring than actually performing because then at least you get to see, you know, the, you know, all your hard work come to fruition mm-hmm. and perform in front of the people. And that's the best part. So endorphins. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the adrenaline that you feed off of. Was it your decision to make the transition from backstage interviewer to in-ring talent? I feel like it was, I mean, I was always very open with, I always called myself the jack of all trades diva. If mm-hmm. they needed a ring announcer when Dasha or Greg or somebody wasn't there, I was the one that would fill in. Um, I did the backstage interviewing. I kind of just went right into that role. was right on TV within two months of starting with NXT, which is really, really fast. And then um, I I trained um, five days a week or whatever with all the wrestlers. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like I was literally the only one in the company that did everything full-time the entire time that I was there. So uh, my coach, Sarah Del Rey, uh, wanted me to make the transition into being a wrestler and in-ring performer because she felt that I really was doing well at it and it was something like kind of like the next progression of the character and just my role at WWE. I think a lot of people did assume, at least from what we saw on the internet and feedback that we've gotten from fans, that there was going to be an eventual feud between uh, Devin Taylor and Dana Brooke. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I honestly like that. I feel bad. The the wrestling universe was teased for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miss Fifty Shades of Gray Hair could not stop <laughs> my head. Oh, Seriously, so good. many times I was like, "Oh, why do I have to be this nice little interviewer? Why can't I just say what I normally would say?" Everyone <laughs> wanted to see you lash yeah. out, like. Get girl, back at girl, her. Girl, this hair is real. You don't need to pat my head. Okay? <laughs> I, I don't have was. a weave. So she, I don't have a weave. I think that's what it was. She was missing like, oh, this is what real hair feels like or something, something like that. Yeah, oh, honestly, I'm just like, oh. So I wish, I so badly wish because I get so many tweets and so many people just finally saying, you know, when were you going to snap? Like, when were you going to do something? And, oh. It just sucks, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe one day. Well, I'm sure there are a lot of <laughs> your fans and wrestling fans in general who would love to see what you learned down at NXT and would love to see you get in the ring someday, wherever that is. You know what? The thing is, I, I love wrestling. Like, it is just fun, and it can be exhausting, but when you have matches and stuff, it, there's so, an aspect of it that is just so genuinely fun. It's just, yeah. like, playing. So, I mean, it's not something that I want to ever just completely give up you know, I would love to go to a gym somewhere, wherever I'm living, and just, yeah. you know, roll around. That's something I don't want to completely <laughs> lose. 
And it's also just an amazing thing to be able to put on your resume. It's like, oh, by the way, I can professionally wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> Most I people mean, are for, shocked. For how many hours you trained and for how much hard work you put in, it would be so hard to just give that up, too. Yeah, you know, I think I was telling you earlier, I was like, well, it's kind of amazing how my back and neck feel like I'm great right now. But, it, you know, a part of me is always going to miss that because it's competing and it's performing and it's just, you know, so many things and there's nothing really out there like it that I can think of yeah. um, no. professional wrestling. So until you do it, you just don't understand the adrenaline and, and how exciting it really is. Sports and acting as a hybrid. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of improvisation. Mm-hmm. You know, just that it, you do things in the moment when you're in the ring that you don't necessarily <laughs> think of beforehand. You just have to do it. It's, yeah. You're in the moment. You have to live in that moment. Yeah. There's nothing else like And it. sometimes <laughs> you're just like... It's like things come out of your mouth and you're just like, why did I just call her that or say that? I don't even know who that person was performing right now. It just brings out this side of you that is just crazy. Yeah. So you haven't watched Breaking Ground, right? No, I have not. Is Mm -hmm. it something you refused to do or you just, you lived it, so? Yeah, you know, honestly, I lived it. And so, I, I mean... I know what happens. I know the outcome. Yeah. So there's no surprises. And I just, I left with a positive feeling in my heart. And I don't want to look back and watch that and think like, oh, you know, I was portrayed in a way that yeah. I'm not happy with. So I just feel like I left on a good note in my mind. Like, I'm just like, it was time to move on. So I just want to like keep it keep it that way. But I get people texting me all the time being like, how did you see this? Blah, blah, I would blah, wonder, so. yeah, like mm-hmm. how I was being portrayed on the show. I mean, Canyon had, and Canyon and all the other trainers had nothing but great things to say about you. Yeah. It was sort of the the the, the, the silver lining on it was the negative. But you, yeah. everybody really liked what you were bringing to the table. But it ended <laughs> up just being, well, but this, and then it just kind of kind of degenerated from there. Yeah. Were you surprised? Were you were you were you expecting this really? I mean, I feel like after I had a second injury, that's when it kind of I kind of felt like okay, I know how they feel when you get injured more than once or when you're just, you know, they perceive as injured a lot because mm-hmm. it's just kind of your liability, you're not, you know, doing anything, you're just kind of getting paid to be injured and and that sucks and and I mean that that was the time that I felt like okay this is like not going the way I planned because once I mean I was on live events and then just randomly got injured and then to build back up from an injury is just so hard you start from the bottom all over yeah. again so how severe almost, were the injuries um I mean I didn't get they weren't like surgery worthy you know yeah just in the ring that much it takes a toll on your body I of you course know, my shoulder and it was just little things and we have so many new divas that came in yeah and great girls girls that are amazing at wrestling that have been doing this for you know six eight years mm. so I yeah. mean it's easy to get leapfrogged it when is. you're on the shelf like that and all this talent's coming in that you just get passed by it is it is and I think uh part of you know what happened was the first year like myself being in the uh interviewer role it was kind of like oh we don't need to focus on her she's already on tv let's get people that aren't on tv in a role you know what I mean mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the the opportunity where I was skipped over had I not been in that spot yeah yeah um doing the backstage stuff 
did you did you enjoy being able to make somebody else look good, making them the focus of attention and trying to trying to get the best out of them in that situation? Yeah, I loved, you know, I originally always wanted to do broadcasting news journalism. Yeah. I thought I was going to do really serious news. Mm-hmm. Ended up in wrestling. That's um, pretty serious to some people. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on who you ask. To our audience. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, you know, at no point backstage did I ever feel like, oh, I wish this was more about me. There were times I was like, I wish that I could have showed more personality and, you know, went off the mm-hmm. cuff. But things are, you know, they have an agenda and a script and that things that we follow. So it wasn't, you know, like I could just, you know, really talk to people however the hell I wanted. Yeah. You but, know? but still, uh, <laughs> interacting with people as characters gives a wide range of ability as an interviewer. Where where do you want to take this from here on the reporting aspect? Oh, that's a good question. That's the million dollar question. <laughs> what, do, what do you do now? Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, you know what? I, I feel like this last month, because it's been almost exactly a month, mm-hmm. I've really just taken time for myself. I took myself on a road trip by myself, drove <laughs> to multiple Excellent. states. I went and hung out with family. I went to the beach. I just did me literally for a month. Awesome. So now it's time to kind of really buckle down and figure out, okay, what do I t- I mean, I learned so much. Now how do I apply this to real life and moving on into mm-hmm. something successful? So I love entertainment. I love talking to people. I love sports and anything like that. So right now that's my focus on doing something in entertainment. But, um, yeah, I can't see myself doing, like, a 9-to-5 job or anything. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you, know, you know, I'm just kind of taking it all. I have made so many friends and contacts throughout the years. So now is the time I'm just kind of reaching out to them and talking to people and just, you know. This is time see. to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of exciting. That's the thing with me is I love change. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. Just roll with it. Yeah, <laughs> no, let's it do works. this. Don't get much of a bigger change than this. <laughs> uh, it doesn't. <Yeah. laughs> I was like, yeah, just cold turkey WWE that was was fast regimented lifestyle to being able to live a life (laughs) (laughs) yeah regimented lifestyle to lifestyle just the life just the life just the life. I mean, one thing I won't miss is weighing in once a week. I feel like that was a big yeah. mind fuck. But, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I mean, there will there's definitely some aspects that I will totally miss and people that I will miss. But I made a lot of great friends, and I'm and I know that some of the people I will be in contact with forever, and then some. You know, it is what it is. Life just moves on. Yeah, you mentioned. Uh, your friend Erica, who lives out here now, who yes. you met in NXT. NXT created our best friendship. Um, I'm sure a lot of people still remember her. Her name was Veronica Lane. Mm-hmm. So Veronica mm-hmm. Lane and Devin Taylor, we used to live together, and right now I'm staying with her. And she is doing everything in her power to get me to just move in and <laughs> continue this little dream world life that we had back in Flor- Orlando, Florida, because... Literally, we would do the craziest things because there's two girls set here. We didn't know each other before. We just moved in together, lived in Orlando, and you have to think of things to entertain yourself and keep yourself sane mm. when you've been ripped out of a normal life and put into this life that you knew, like, you didn't, couldn't even imagine mm. what to expect. Getting to know you, what is something that you like to do in your free time? <laughs> well, I developed a couple really random hobbies while at NXT. And you have to, because if you literally just watch wrestling and do everything wrestling, you might go completely crazy. But <laughs> I I have 
a thing for <laughs> jigsaw puzzles. I oh, awesome. A thousand <laughs> no, that, that doesn't, yeah. doesn't seem so out of the ordinary at all. A no. thousand piece vintage jigsaw puzzles um, are like, you know, my jam some some nights. Uh, <laughs> and you frame them and put them above your bed. Sweet right? covered bridge <laughs> game. I, I love it. I glue them because I just for some reason can't take them apart and I know I'll never do them again but my roommate will not let me put them up so they get glued oh. and stashed <laughs> and then I just tried to learn crocheting once and I a couple people I think it was like Baron Corbin or Tom yeah. from what's it called NXT like found out that I did this and he would give me so much crap he'd be like so how's the nursing home and I was, oh, <laughs> and I was like okay I'll get some other hobbies but I mean I did stuff I did belly dancing I wanted to learn that I did that on Monday mm-hmm. nights and a lot of people knew that I did that and then um, I played on a co-ed flag football team nice. by myself. Awesome. Yeah. And then I randomly played soccer with like some of the foreign NXT guys one night, which was awesome, but wasn't something that we could do very often. Right. I mean, you're you're no no stranger to the soccer field. No. 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 That's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> That's I grew up on the soccer field. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so we do have to talk a little bit about Breaking Ground, but hopefully you'll right. be able to give us some insight into some oh, of the things to. that we saw there. Um, okay. We've seen uh, Sabi after his uh, concussion, and they've been talking about how this could have been a complete career um, halter for him, um, but he does get medically cleared. What are you guys thinking about him? Because we haven't seen him on NXT yet. I don't know quite what to think. It's It's another sort of football type and mentally they're all kind of cookie cutter he's he's a i mean a even even player. baron was hanging out by the ring making sure that another football dude right. was okay right so. he's, he's like a football player who wrestles i don't think he's a wrestler or a a wrestler who used to play football i still get the the vibe but that he's bro- ready to hit the field we talked about his brother was right his brother is a wrestler right yeah yeah so uh i i'm i'm i think that he's he's got to start back from scratch and and work his way back up but i mean we got We'll probably check in with him in a couple weeks, knowing the show. Yeah. So, or it could be next episode. Or next episode. They jump. Never know. Savvy's brother. Yeah, he does a lot of like NXT. He always comes for the tapings. He's uh, does a lot of extra work and stuff. Yeah. So we would always give. Savvy a hard time because we're like his brother's way better looking. We're <laughs> 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 like Savvy, where's your hot brother? Introduce me. Um, yeah, I know it sucks because his brother's like the diehard wrestler, like did it for yeah. so long, and then Savvy because of the NFL just kind of comes in and is like, oh okay, we'll hear. Strange but, how life works. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> but. Um, we did get to see a lot of insight into the tryout process. They had um, many people come down to the Performance Center, um, several of which we've seen before, whether it was on Tough Enough or their indie wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see Matt Bloom running a lot of the training. Um, is that kind of what you experienced? Because I know that you were in the Divas tryout that was here. Yeah, I, I actually worked um, one of the tryouts. So I, I'm. what was the question? Oh, I'm just like, the, like how... Uh, Obviously, you didn't watch the show, but like they they showed like running drills and doing oh, roles yeah. and learning ring awareness. Yeah. Okay. So I I've helped at tryouts and stuff. I mean, they kill them. They give them yes. blow up drill after blow up drill. I'm watching these poor people do this. And I'm just like, oh my god! Like if they tried to make me do this right now, I would be dead. <laughs> my my because I was part of the LA Diva Search. Yeah. Our tryout was nothing like that. <laughs> but now when people come to the PC, I think they just. I mean, the workouts that they do in the gym, I've never once done that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, you they kind of want to see how far they can push them and, and to filter out, I think, you know, who really wants 
it, and that's what they said on the show. It's, they really yeah. stress that who wants it, who wants to be here, and who's just who's comfortable. They should do like yeah. mental yeah. tests instead of like physical because that's where like the grind comes in. Right. The, the right. mental stress. Mm. They just want to see who's who's got the heart for it, who really can persevere under that sort of stress and pressure. And you're you're dying, you're blowing up, mm-hmm. you can't think straight. But mm-hmm. who can keep pushing? Who can just keep pushing? And, and not just that, to, but to speak to the the mental aspect, I we saw a little bit of it uh, where blue. And Regal and Brookside were all saying little quips here and there, like, oh, see that? She just did what I said. She's coachable, everybody. <laughs> like, just to kind of breed that if you listen to me, you have a chance, but also to. I mean, that's also creating a lot of competitiveness between yeah, yeah. people who you're supposed to be on a team with and, like, build something with. And that, that's. Well. In wrestling, there really are no teams. No. Yeah, you're I mean, kind of the alone. End of the day, the, there's only an eye and gimmick. That's <laughs> it, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> but it's really true. Good. I mean, we do. You do talk about a team, and, and you do care about the people that you're with. But at the end of the day. You know, you want it to be you mm-hmm. that's getting right. the push. So I think it was The Rock who said you have to be selfish to really to ma- really make it in the business. You have to be selfish, and it's it's true. But I mean, being a team player is really important. But at the end of the day, man, it's just you. Yeah, <laughs> it's just is. you. Um, we saw Dana Brooke. My favorite. <laughs> um, they took us through kind of her her gym regimen, um, her beauty regimen. Um, what did you think about that, Brandon? You're shaking they, your head right now. They did such a good job of, of making her look bad. They what? did a really good job. Because you see her in the gym and you see her in the salon working working on appearance, working on her look. And then when she gets in the ring, she stumbles. So really, it's all about the... They're telling the story that it's all about the look for her and that it's not about in-ring. Well, it seems like they are kind of, for the the NXT talent that is already established on TV, they're still kind of blurring that line between their real life and their character because I think that they don't want to get too personal into their life. Who knows? That's what reality TV is all about. You do not know where the hell the line is. We don't know the line. We don't know where no. where the real life begins think, and ends. I don't think they were necessarily setting her up for failure. It made it it made not it seem failure, well, but, but it, it made it seem more like they did with uh with Sabby in the last episode where they were building, building, building up to the test and then oh what happens? Yeah. We're gonna have to tune in next week. So there which was is a, reality TV. There yeah. was a moment where uh Nia Jax was trying a new move and all of the girls were there in training. You might have even been in been this there. scene. Yeah. I don't know. But no. um, I'd be the one taking her finisher. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, she I'd was always volunteer for it. Cool. She was doing that on several girls and then um Dana didn't want to get in the ring to do it. Is what they were playing it as. I mean, I feel like the the number one thing to remember here is that it is television. Mm-hmm. It is entertainment. Yep. And so I think that, you know, if you really looked at some of these people's lives, they wouldn't, they would just be boring and normal. They're just normal <laughs> people. We're just people. Right. But right. you know what I mean? They need that, you know, you need that aspect of like, is she going to do it? Cliffhanger. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's so, what producers are for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, I mean, you have to, I feel like, take that. Um, with you. That's one of the things that Bailey or Pam said to me is that she's like, normally on my day off, I'm just watching Netflix. And that's <laughs> yeah. not something that the Breaking Ground crew would want to film is right. me sitting on my couch, maybe cooking with my boyfriend, watching Netflix. Right. And that's think, of license, think of the licensing. It's like, dude, we're going to five of Breaking <laughs> yeah. Bad. We'll, we'll be back. No, I think I remember one of the guys saying like, yeah, they they normally just go home and play video games or whatever. And the Breaking Ground crew is like, well, can you play wrestling video games? And they're like, we would not come home. <laughs> 
and just sit here with the guys play wrestling video games like that is all we know and do but I guess for licensing and stuff they couldn't yeah. do it so play the game it's just silly uh, fine yeah. yeah, I feel like it's just to be taken as like another show on the the network, and I mean it definitely shows you know into our life, but it's also you know it's enhanced. Yeah, enhanced, enhanced it's reality. I mean, Forever. anyone's going to be WWE. different when you have a camera around you too. Yeah. True. So true. I mean, you have to be camera ready at all times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was something that, that was interesting that Dana said was, you may get a call on any given day saying, we have a photo, photo shoot today. Mm -hmm. How true is that? I mean, I've never really seen it happen to anyone. <laughs> Thank but, you. Surprise photo shoot. Yeah, media day. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, me maybe a media day where they're like, where everyone dressed in black, and yeah. there's going to be a tour walking through, and we're just in the ring. Okay. But I mean, they're not just, oh, all of a sudden, you know, what photo shoot, you know, yeah. oh, Muscle Is Fitness wants important? you tomorrow. It's like, no, you know, you would know about yeah. that. But it does but, seem like it is... Uh, very uncertain as to when people are going to get called up. Like, they may, might not know until the day before, or you're flown somewhere, and it may be a possibility, and then either it happens or it doesn't. So, is that something that's unpredictable? Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely people that, like, get pull, brought up on live events, so they might not go to Raw or SmackDown, but they'll go to the live events, and they'll get to wrestle, and so it's called going on a loop or whatever, and I mean, some people have done that quite a bit and still haven't been pulled up. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's some people that just kind of go up there a few times and then they're up, like, you know, Braun Strowman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like someone yeah. that's just like, you know, bam, bam, he's just up there. Yeah. I don't, you know, he just kind of bypassed NXT completely. So is it anything in particular? I don't even know if he had a live event. I mean, maybe he was in like a couple here. I mean, at like an NXT live show, but honestly... I don't yeah. think he... I Bypassed can't really remember. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe he just that. really stood out as the gladiator. I was going to say. Ball. I mean, that was yeah, probably that's what it was. was. Look at all that personality and that big body. Let's just put him <laughs> up in the Wyatts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that this episode focused on was uh, ZZ making his transition back into the Performance Center after he was um, eliminated last on Tough Enough. Um, and there was kind of this weird... Um, still competitiveness between ZZ and Josh, where ZZ, we see him struggling with uh, the roles, we see him struggling Cardio. in the gym, um, and making the transition in general, where Josh, we saw on Tough Enough, make this complete transition where he got in shape, lost a lot of weight, um, and then is now kind of taking the performance center by storm, and he's kind of resenting that ZZ is even there, it seems like. I I'm one of the few people I actually like ZZ. The, I like him. This is it because you interviewed him? <laughs> well, it was the interview itself. It was, yeah. it, right. It's what he said. He's so genuine. Mm -hmm. And to find somebody who's actually genuine in the entertainment business, in the wrestling yeah. business, is next to impossible. <laughs> and and this kind of stripped that layer away that the re the super reality showness of tough enough had where this is the guy this is the guy that we interviewed this is this wasn't the guy on tough enough this is the guy that we interviewed cuz he even says i want to see my name engraved in the stars one day and it's really endearing i i mean honestly i i, I 
Josh should be fine. He got the 250k. The only person that should be kind of pissed is Sarah because Amanda is just on is the main t- roster and, and total, total divas. Oh, total divas. Yeah. yeah, that is the only person I think that has legitimate to be like. Yeah, because he's, he's starting with a rookie contract. Yeah, he's not exactly. getting the, the same contract. But it, this, this, and having his parents there, which was kind of adorable. <laughs> his parents are so <laughs> yeah, optimistic as well. Yeah. It was so cute. They're really like, funny. Uh, you're doing great. Everyone started at the bottom. <laughs> this, yeah. this made him. This the made him so much more relatable than. He ever was on Tough Enough, really, because he's like, I'm, I'm an outdoor guy. I'm an outdoor strong. Once you get me in a weight room, I don't know what this stuff does. I, I can't. And I think he'll, I think he'll find his way if, uh, if Brookside stays with him. I think yeah. he'll, be, he'll be whipped into shape in uh, quite some time. Well, it seems like a lot of um, talent down at NXT. You're responsible for pushing yourself to that next level. And so, mm-hmm. if he is given the option of, you know, working out or not, do we think that he's going to take it? That that is a question only he can answer. Mm-hmm. I yeah. hope he does. Remains to be seen. Um, but he's got he's got a way to a ways to go before he's he's really in good good ring shape. He's yeah, not there. The ring awareness that's something that you teach all the time. <laughs> right. Is like when you're doing yeah. rolls, you have to know where the corner is right. and when yeah. you're gonna hit it. And he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah measure twice, roll once. <laughs> that was the the problem. Is he he did the big roll and he got up and he stopped. And he looked at how much space he had. <laughs> he still went And then it. he rolled. I, I can make that. <laughs> uh, no, that didn't work. Keep yeah. your bloody helmet on. Like that. <laughs> you want to put it on? You just keep it on. You look like a superhero. <laughs> yeah. They, okay, this is a question that you may be able, be able to answer, but they didn't have the helmets when you first started, right? No, they weren't mandatory. The helmets, yeah. the uh, knee pads, and the uh, elbow pads were not mandatory. And I think... Knee pads and elbow pads are mandatory now? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Uh, I maybe not that. elbow pads so much, but I mean, everyone pretty much wears okay. knee pads. Yeah. But for a while there, when um, there was a different head coach, boots, yeah. knee pads, elbow pads were mandatory. If you were new, it was you had a helmet on. Is that everyone, or is it just the, the newer crop? Um, the newer... Oh, no, no, no. For elbow pads and knee pads was everybody. Okay. That was all around. Like, you couldn't get in the ring if you didn't have them on. Okay. Um, but the newer cop definitely um, helmets. And if you're trying something new, maybe. Yeah. But. As well, better safe than sorry. Right. Elbow pads, man. I don't wear elbow pads ever. I've never worn elbow pads. Really? Yeah, <laughs> That'd be, be tough thing. to get used to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we saw also this episode, Matt Bloom, and how he's transitioned from a wrestler into a trainer. Um, he definitely was tough on the people that were there, but it seemed um, like he also wanted the best for everyone. And maybe you can speak to the trainers that are down there. I know you worked with Sarah Del Rey mm-hmm. a lot, um, who's been touted as one of the best, best in the world. Yeah. yeah. So how was that for you? Uh, I mean, I, I love Sarah Del Rey. She was with me from my tryout to the end. And, um, I mean, I, she is truly, I think, one of the best, if not just the best female wrestler in the world. And even just compared to men, she's just so amazing. Even guy, you know, the guy wrestlers would come up to her and ask for her opinion and for her help. Um, so I mean, I was so thankful to get to know her and to, to work with her because, she was absolutely amazing. Um, Norman Smiley is great. He's hilarious. Awesome. Billy Gunn. I mean, each coach, it's so, they're so different. Their style is so different, but you learn so much from, from each one. Just Billy Gunn, just personality in the ring. Just being with him was just brought out a completely different person in you. So yeah. it was, it was awesome to have them. Did you ever work with, um, other trainers like Matt Bloom or Robbie Brookside or? Robbie Brookside when I was like in the beginner class okay. and, um, 
I loved him. I loved working with him because he's all about eyes and intensity. He, you know, everything with him is like what comes out of your eyes. You know, showing every bit of emotion you can through your eyes. So mm-hmm. I learned that from him. Uh, Norma Smiley is like technical. He knows every single hold, how to get in it, how to get out of it. He knows everything. Um, he's literally a walking encyclopedia. Sarah was just I was spent the most time with her, so she was just who I felt comfortable with. Billy Gunn, of course, personality. I didn't really work with Terry Taylor. He kind of had the elite class. And then Matt Bloom, he had, like, the beginner class when he first started here, like, with boys. And then he went to head coach. So I didn't really work with him much. We didn't see it this episode, but we did in the first episode of Breaking Ground. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw a very little bit of promo class. And um, so wanted to talk to you about that. Is that something that you were involved with as well? Oh, yeah. So, promo cast was every single week. Uh, it was, I mean, honestly, I, I can honestly say one of the best things that I feel like I got out of this whole experience in the WWE was promo class and getting to work with uh, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, when he was here. Because that was, I mean, at the time, I just, you don't realize what you have until it's gone. And I wish I would have picked his brain to the end, you know, but um, the time that I spent with him was so incredible and just, it was so fun and we learned so much from him. And then, of course, um, Ryan Katz is also, was his, you know, helper and now he runs the class. So, I mean, he's, I feel like a creative genius. He helped me write <laughs> so many things and he really helped me, like, along the way. So. Yeah, he's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, he was my first wrestling trainer. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so I, I've been uh, as crazy as him for as long as I've been wrestling. So he just, I mean, I didn't, the crazy thing is I wish I would have, like, he would have been able to give us some input on wrestling because his direction was just, like, mainly creative and mm, yeah. He he does a lot. So. Yeah, he at the he used to host our Raw after show, and he used to do a rap at the beginning of every single show, and he would just like write it while we were watching Raw, and all of us would just be in like complete awe after oh, he was done. He even that. like there was one day where we had Chris Jericho in studio, and he rapped, and then Jericho riffed, and then they like riffed back and forth for a second, and it was oh just my so gosh. I c- I couldn't. That would yeah. be so hard. <laughs> he did that a couple times. Yeah, he'll just freestyle, and he, I guess he did it a couple times on, like, Monday nights, like an open mic night. Yeah, yeah, he does does the open mic night. He's opened for a few prominent names around here. uh, Wrapped up House Blues. House Blues, (laughs) the Key Club, and he's he's pretty wild. I remember a couple of times he would come to me before he did one for TV, Mm -hmm. and he would read it off to me and ask me what I thought of it. So, And just seeing his sort of creative process of how he put it all together is just nuts. You can't touch it. It's It's crazy. Jigsaw puzzle of rapping. Exactly. (laughs) He did that, yeah, for so many promos, like, he helped me with. Just write them out, like, in two seconds. He's just like, okay, like, what are you trying? Yeah, just say it like this. And I'm just like, oh, okay. (laughs) Done and done. Yep. (laughs) I mean, some of the characters that he did on the indies out here were just, like... Madness. Voodoo, whatever. I don't even know. (laughs) Fabian Kalen. Fabian Kalen, and, and of course, GQ Money, which he was for Ah, a long, long time. He's just... He's he's a madman. He's insane. (laughs) Um, Was there anything else from this episode that you guys wanted to touch on? Uh, it just sort of bounced around again. I was hoping yeah. that they'd sort of focus more on somebody, somebody else, and CZ seemed to be the the center of this episode. But granted, that was like it felt like four minutes was devoted to him. During I mean, this I think that that's what we're supposed to expect is that it's going to be several different people each episode, and you might mm-hmm. get a cliffhanger where you're able to see them in the following episode, but. 
Um, that's really it. It's supposed to take you through the entire process of, you know, the trainees um, and even the people that are at the tryouts to, um, you know, someone transitioning to the main roster, potentially. Yeah, this is very much a day in the life. Well, now that... For, going from the first episode, we didn't know what the format was going to be. So now, having the second episode, we know, okay, we'll get the payoff with a couple of the stories from one episode leading into what the second episode is going to be about. So yeah. it's it's a slice-of-life show. And I I kind of like that a little bit more because we, we did get... We, we've already gotten a whole bunch of ZZ already. Yeah. That was tough enough. So now I think having him start here and go a little bit, well, I wonder what, what ZZ's up to, and then that's two episodes down the line, sort of a thing. Um, but I I liked I liked this segment on, on Dana Brooke, ultimately, because mm-hmm. the what they did present was an example of just ultimate not uh, ultimate hard work, not stopping, staying in it one hundred percent, and even sometimes that isn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed um, the parts of the tryout when they were talking about what they look for in um, potential wrestlers. And when they did a, a pro- not promos. a promo class, but they did promos with the the people that were there for the tryout and then critiquing those. Yeah, I mean, even just watching the tryout, there were a few people that went, that dude's probably going to get signed. Just just from from an in-ring standpoint, from a personality standpoint. Well, just spoilers, like, we already know who got well, yeah. <laughs> well, no, we <laughs> saw, But even seeing Mata in the background was cool. We right. saw Daria as well. Yeah, Daria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, and with the the promos, I, I again, I think they're doing some stuff for, okay, here's the entertainment part of it, but other things for, here's for people who are trying to make it. Here are some things that you should pay attention to in case you want to try. Like the guy who said, it's been my life's dream. I've always wanted to do this. Oh, All right, so when we talked to you rough. three months ago, have you taken a wrestling class? No. Then what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. And the, the Canyon burying that serious guy. hard, <laughs> like, man. You felt bad for him, and then you didn't, because yeah. it's like, no, he's he's right. This has been my dream. You haven't wrestled at all. You, you shut done a up. damn thing. Uh, and and <laughs> the uh, the people who were confident, the people who were, who were giving... Okay, maybe cliche promos, and then the people. I felt bad for the people who were nervous. I had to get up and kind of like walk around while they were talking, just to be like, I, I, poor girl, poor dude, poor everybody. Yeah. But you, you got to be ready for something the, like that. The girl I gave the really good promo. That was, I think, just Talked just about, in a nutshell yeah. of like this. Is, how do you how do you Her make a good face and, promo? Yeah. Vulnerability, relatability, yeah. mm-hmm. just well, being, that's just being character honest. work in general. <laughs> but also, but wrestling <laughs> even more so. Right, but again, that's it's. The basic stuff to to anybody who who really understands it, but to a lot of the guys who who wrestle and don't quite understand what the hell they're doing, that's right. it's like speaking a foreign language. You have to be believable. Mm-hmm. You have to create something real and be a real person while being a character at the same time. And for a lot of people, they just cannot wrap their brains around. Well, because there are so many generic promos as well, and I think we even saw one or two in this episode of, I'm the best. I'm meant to be here. This has been my dream forever, and I'm going to beat everyone until I get to the top and become champion. Yeah. Well, that could be... That could... <laughs> Don't you do that. I know what you're doing. <laughs> we got that. That's next show when we're talking about that. Um, but uh, I... It's it, it's even more of a thing where you see multiple people do that, and these are all people who are in the same room. The, you, where you can see somebody do that promo, and you see the reaction to it, and you go, well, no, I have the same thing, but mine's going to be better because it's me. Right. Like, no, that's <laughs> I not... can say the same stuff in a better way. Just don't say no, the same stuff. No. Be different. Be bold. And that's it's hard and scary to be different. <laughs> that's hard. Yeah. Mr. 
homeless guy. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this this was this was another good episode. A lot of the quick pulls. It also, uh, getting to see uh, Breeze Bailey and Zane talk about those characters as well. Don't be too attached. Don't be too scared to try stuff. It was crazy to see uh, Sammy Zane talk about <laughs> how he was so attached to the character El Generico that he created. And then I was hoping we would get a drop. Just like, is no. he going to say it? He's like, no, I just had this character. And it's, damn it. Yeah. Um, but that was really cool to see that insight because I don't think that we as fans have seen that before. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's the artistic side. Well, I mean, sometimes wrestlers are really artists, so you spend so much time on this character, developing, developing this character, and putting time and energy and thought, and then you get there and you go, I have to let him go? <laughs> but I spent all this time. I mean, so many times I've seen people in promo class, they're getting great feedback, you know, they're going out of their way, making, bringing these props, all this stuff, they're doing it on live events, and then one day they're just like, oh, we, we want you to try something new. And they've, like, committed and put everything into this person. So, I mean, yeah, when they say yeah. don't don't get attached, it really is. Well, it's something that we've seen even um, Matt Clement, uh, Tyler Breeze, say in mm-hmm. the past that he was so close to getting let go multiple times. And they said, if you don't change your character, and then he had to. He was forced into that situation, mm-hmm. and it ended up working out. But had, you know, like, he not had an idea or something like that. And we're also kind of in the middle of that with Adam Rose. Like, yeah. Leo Kruger... I mean, it didn't, it, for whatever reason, it didn't work. Adam Rose worked down at NXT, went up to the main roster. For some reason, it's not working, depending on who you ask. And now we're watching somebody who, this is like make or break. You, you gotta, you gotta figure out something to do, some way to transition. And the, starting from the bottom on the main roster seems unheard of, but we're seeing that uh, wonderful examples here on this show. It's, yeah. It's magical and kind of... I, I I wonder if they would ever do a breaking ground on the... Well, I mean, they wouldn't call it breaking ground. But a similar type of show for the main roster. I mean, that's kind of similar to, like, Emma's situation, who yeah. is now, you know, almost on every single NXT taping, the live specials and stuff like that. Her, her gimmick or whatever she had down at NXT worked well, was so over, and then, you know, you go up there and then it just kind of... You know, you have to come back here to reinvent yourself, and I think that's kind of where she's at. I think it's hard it's, right it, now, especially for her. I think it for, for her using her as an example. It's hard to to package somebody as as a group, and then half of that group leaves, and then you're like, but right. that was he, yeah. that yeah. reason. So it's all about timing too, timing. which is scary because mm-hmm. you can have a a great thing and it be perfect, but if it's not the right time. I've seen that so many times. Or you just have a great idea. You start something and then they see it for someone else. Yes. They're like, hey, that's great. But you know what? This person fits it so much better. You're just like, awesome. The worst is when they don't tell you. Yeah, you know, that idea really, it's just not working. And then they go to somebody else. Hey, I got this thing for you. (laughs) My idea, 100%. (laughs) See how that drifter thing works out. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm kidding. No, it's fine. Totally I can't good. play guitar. <laughs> I haven't seen him play it either, so. Fair. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our Break and Ground after show, but have to thank you again, Brittany, right. for coming you, in thank and giving guys. us all of your insight. It was such a pleasure to have you on. Um, brings us to our shameless plug section. So, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, t-shirts, where can they find those? T-shirts for wrestlingtees.com. I'll have my little shop up soon. You you know, I think you guys know I'm here is definitely going to be, uh, you know, a shirt that you're going to want this whole season of Breaking Ground. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Get awesome. It. And then Brittany Fetkin. Brittany on Fetkin on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. Nice. nice. Where can they find you? Uh, I am on Twitter at CWFH Training. Uh, you can buy an NX Team shirt, nxteam.spreadshirt.com. There's coupons right now. <laughs> there are. Coupons. Yeah, 20% off. 20% off an order of $30 or more. That's Joy20 for your coupon code. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, too much. Watch Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. That's there's a taping on Sunday. Port Wayne, me. If you're in the Southern California area at all, highly, highly recommend going to a Change Your Wrestling from Hollywood show. You'll see all of your favorites there, like the not, other guy, not, not the other guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Time. Oh, that's right. The other guy. Never mind. I take it back. The other guy's other not guy's going. Busy. Mark is putting you over more so than you are right now. I, uh, I, I'm too humble to put myself. Because <laughs> he's over. Brandon right now. I'm, he's not hobo. I'm me. I have no clue how to be no uh, a salesman as myself. I'm Mark, just put me. Yourself over. I will. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at soapboxmark. The Gimmick Pod is our wrestling podcast that we do. Uh, we record it here, but it's external from AfterBuzz TV. Maybe that might change in the future. Who knows? Uh, and then also popcorn talk. Video Game Movie Anatomy, Jedi Alliance, so much stuff here. Uh, what about you, Kathy Kelly? You can find me on Twitter, at Katherine Kelly, on Instagram, at Kathy Kelly. Championship Wrestling, uh, all that jazz. Oh. Do that, too. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.